the entertainment capital of the world, Long Island. It's the Loftus Party. It's episode 197. We are coming up on episode 200. I'm pretty darn stoked. There's a lot going on. There's always tons going on. Uh, we got we got the Gimlet on the other end of uh, of the line. We got Kung Hello. Fu Rick. Hello. Hello. That's a very uh, Seinfeld bit. Hello. We got uh, Kung Fu Rick behind the board. We're having a blast. We're having a blast. There's uh, a lot to talk about, but here's the deal. Here's where uh, I'm, I'm wrestling with uh, with a little bit of doubt. I'm t- I'm literally I'm telling you right now, uh, Gypsy, I'm 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 tired of the whole impeachment thing. I, there's just so many holes in the story. I've read the transcript. I the whistleblower and his connections and Adam Schiff and him being shady and who can testify and who can call witnesses. Uh, I, I just don't think there's any, here's where I'm torn. Here's where I'm torn. That's like the narrative, uh, that the left wants us to go with that. We should always be breathlessly anticipating, Ooh, the whistleblower. Ooh. And this guy who overheard this part, what are they going to say? And is this guy going to testify? I've, I've, I've read the flipping transcript and I've seen, you know, when the, the little leaks, they leak out these little nuggets. And then you look at the entire transcript of the, the questions and the answers and everybody's saying no quid pro quo, no quid pro quo. I just don't see a crime. So I feel like, I don't know if there's an expectation of from the audience of like, ooh, I know, I know Lofty and Gimlet, they're really going to tear into that impeachment business. They're going to, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm done with it. Something new, something new needs to happen. There needs to be a twist. Well, there needs to be a twist. But I mean, first of all, the only good thing that's come out of this, as far as I'm concerned, is Tom Shalhoub's bits imitating Adam Schiff reading like, nursery rhymes and stuff on Gutfeld, those clips crack me up. Um, if you haven't seen them, I strongly recommend them. I've um, seen them. I've seen them. And uh, uh, it, they're, they're creepy. And Shalou's a very, very funny guy. I w- mm-hmm. I, they're very good. I want them to do more stuff like that. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. I want them to do more stuff like that. Well, no, just the whole googly eye thing with the perfect little blush on the cheeks. Like, it's just the whole, it's the whole look that cracks me up. Oh yeah, like it's, it just it it's, it's dead on. Yeah, I anyway. Uh... <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, but you know, so we have Marie, the former amb- ambassador, Yanatovich or whatever her last name is. Um, yeah. she's already lied. Yeah. So she's already like a damaged witness. We have a serial liar in Adam Schiff overseeing this entire process. I've read Devin Nunez's um, witness list and was actually cracking up. I mean, number one, there's nothing on there that's a ridiculous ask. And number two, Adam Schiff's going to say no to all of it. Well, didn't he call for Adam Schiff to testify? He told for, called for Adam Schiff to be deposed behind closed doors because they have questions for him about his office's interactions with the whistleblower, which they should. Yeah, like, if that's you get legit. to a trial in the Senate... It's very, very possible that Trump's lawyers could call Adam Schiff because he's actually a material witness. 
Yeah. I mean, he was like, tweeting out the basic allegations from the whistleblower the entire month of August. Yeah, and then you find out they've been hanging out and talking and not telling people about it, and they got little assistants going hither and yon. It's like, uh, you know, you're, you're supposed I mean, to go to court, and then you find out the judge uh, has been hanging out with the prosecuting attorney uh, and their key witness for, for months on end. It, the whole yeah. thing reeks. It just stinks to high heaven. I don't know what Nancy Pelosi is doing. I thought she was fairly politically astute, but putting this dude in charge of the whole thing it just stinks on its face right and well, that now it seems now like we see the nancy pelosi see the being smart lawyer? enough to do this nancy pelosi being smart enough to do this she's putting it all on Schiff. she's like i'll 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 call the vote i'll do the thing i think Schiff probably lied to nancy pelosi and that's why she's like you know what you can just be in charge of the whole thing so that when it does go south when it does go south when the Schiff it's the fan. <laughs> it's all on Schiff. It's all on him. And and, and there it you should go. Be. Yeah. Oh, and, I mean, and I'm you're talking about waiting. the lawyer. Oh, the lawyer. The guy who Makes tweeted girls, out apparently. Oh, I didn't know that part. I didn't you know didn't that part. Did you see his creepy YouTube channel? No, I saw I saw the is this the guy who tweeted out the coup has begun? Yeah, and he had a YouTube channel that he's now deleted, but somebody archived it that like had a bunch of pictures of Demi, like a, a picture or a video of Demi Lovato growing up, like from the time she was just a kid. Wow. And uh, yeah, there were three videos about young girl, young women on the bottom. What in the yeah. Sam Hill? Yeah, no, he hasn't commented on that, but it was his YouTube channel, supposedly. Man. Yeah, I just, like, I just think news. it's crazy that this guy, okay, the the whole, like, child thing, that's just, I, I can't even, I, I don't even know about that. But I'm, I'm like, he, these tweets of his, like, the coup has begun. This will take a long time. The, you know, it, it's, that part is, like, you can't joke that away. You cannot no, you joke really that can. away. And you can't joke, what the heck? What's the weirdness? I didn't even know about the Demi Lovato thing. Boy, that took a turn. Yeah, when I said came, a couple minutes ago, Dices. a couple Dices, minutes ago, yeah. when I said I wanted there to be a twist, I didn't expect there <laughs> to be a, oh. a twist like that. Oh, uh, and the whistleblower's lawyer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, today on uh, on uh, I, I always want to call it media matters, media buzz with with uh, uh, Howie, what Kurtz, whatever. Uh, what is girl? Uh, she outed the whistleblower. She said she said his name. She said his oh. name on the air, and uh, that Molly Hemingway. Oh, good for Molly. Yeah, they were getting all this. You know, the whistleblower Don Jr. said his name, and is that right? And the the media should they protect him? And is you know, it's not illegal. It's not illegal it's not. to name the guy. Yeah, and I wish I could know his. And I wish he's I knew his not name. even a whistleblower. Yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting. Have you seen this guy, Fred Flights, the former CIA agent who's been no, commenting on Fox? Okay, he's got white hair, and he's a very, very well-spoken man. He owns some, or he's the head of some security studies group now. But he, like, had an interview a couple weeks ago that I just happened to pick up and listen to. They knew who it was then. Oh, 
It's like uh, it's it's been the worst kept secret in DC. It was the New York Times that gave the guys particulars that helped everybody figure it out. There aren't that many people on the NSC, and there aren't met that many people that leave the NSC and go back to the CIA. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sure it's a very short basically, list. They just basically pointed an arrow to him. And, What's you know, the guy's I've name? Heard, Eric? Eric Caramella. Caramel. I always want to call him Eric Carmen. Eric Carmine. Oh, it's Caramella, I believe. It's CIA, and I think that's Italian, and it's a tough sound. Yeah, I'm thinking of the guy who sang the song all by myself, which would actually be a fitting, <laughs> which be a fitting song for the but, whistleblower. But he wasn't all by oh, himself. But, yeah, I know. That's that's the ironic part of it. Right. Don't want to be. Oh, that's a good seat. Tom Shalhoub should do that video where he's like walking through a field in slow motion. And here comes the whistleblower. Adam Schiff. Yeah, Adam Schiff. Obama. I don't want to owe somebody money, so I can't sing the whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I'm just... I mean, and, you know, Adam Schiff is, like, reaching into his inner, like, failure as a screenwriter as he's painting this picture. I mean, the New York Times did a profile of him on Friday that was so glowing. And I'm like, are we even talking about the same person? It's... It's the way the media has circled the wagons on this, and it's the the height of hypocrisy. And there's no real joke here, but it's like no. we must protect the whistleblower at all costs. We must protect the whistleblower well, at all he costs. Makes you all look and terrible. then you have that, and then you have that that poor girl uh, because they did that. That and that ABC News anchor was like, man, I had wow. the dirt on Epstein three years ago, wow. and somebody leaked that tape. Boy, ABC called up CBS and they said, "There's a person who used to work here. We think it might be her." And they fired her. They fired that whistleblower so fast, Except and then it, it turns wasn't out her. it wasn't even her. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that's they. Uh, and and I I, I believe uh, the dude from uh, Project Veritas who's like nope that wasn't her the, the other, whistleblower it's, wrote it's a letter dude and he's still there yeah I'm still sitting here among you it ain't the last time it's gonna happen I'm like go like, go go <laughs> you could not ask for better timing comedically for we must protect the whistleblower at all costs mm -hmm. hey somebody blew the whistle on you fire him track mm -hmm. him down. Get all the usual suspects in here. Do a statewide dragnet. Close down the city. It, it's just, uh, it's just insane. Well, it's not insane. Actually, it's 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 par for the course. ABC. So she, if she recorded ABC, that, you got oh, yeah. covering for a pedophile. That's nobody's fault but your own. Yeah, and like nobody knows who Epstein is, and then and then someone yeah, okay. did this great like compare and contrast thing about like the stories they were running uh at the time it, it's uh well here oh this 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 it. brings me who well, said what stephanopoulos went to his dinner party when he got out of prison the first time um the like the, the, the attachments want... to clinton world are insane oh my goodness and flight logs and all that other stuff it is not they they want this epstein thing uh, to go away so bad, and which which makes the 
which makes the Epstein didn't kill himself memes so much better. Oh my god, so that much better. Me up. I'm sure you saw the somebody, kid somebody put the football a, game. Somebody put yeah, I saw it. Somebody put something up today that said the Epstein didn't kill himself meme has lasted longer than Epstein did in prison. <laughs> It did. It did. <laughs> and there's know. great jokes. There's great jokes. I know. Like someone, someone sent in one. What's the difference between uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Christmas lights? Christmas lights don't hang themselves. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I love awesome. how people are sneaking it in at the end of uh, at the end of like statements now. Like yeah. that dude on like that dude on Fox News who trains the military dogs. Oh, that cracked <laughs> me up. That was great. Did you see Jesse's face? Oh, it, it, it's fantastic. It was, you fit, you rarely ever see Jesse like just sat back on his heels <laughs> and he just didn't know what to do for a second. Okay. Oh, that that seems to be the response is the double okay. Like yeah. after someone does that, you go, okay, okay. <laughs> it happened right? yesterday uh, before the LSU game. They were talking to some kid who was walking in. Uh, and his last name was Savage, which I just thought was hilarious. Right. But they're like, so what do you think about the, the President Trump? And he's like, I like him. You know, his his policies are really working out. I know a lot of people don't like, you know, the way he's done things, but his policies are really helping out all Americans. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and then you just heard, you just heard the guy in the back, like the cameraman going, OK, 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 hilarious. No, but- I watched the whole game yesterday, and what a game that was, can I just say? I I thought the president was there. They didn't put the camera on him once. You well because uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't fit with uh, with what they want out there. They want that they want everybody to remember that Washington game, you know, from the World Series. They certainly don't want a stadium full of people on their feet and cheering and losing their minds. That was awesome. That was awesome. And I don't know if it's just my Twitter feed, but it seems like everybody's retweeting that. I know I did. It was fantastic. Melania looked smoking hot. The president looked good. You know, huge round of applause. It was fantastic. You know what I was thinking the other day? Huh. So George Bush gets elected president. A couple years in, he looks significantly older. Yeah. Barack Obama gets elected president. President. A couple years in, he looks significantly older. Like, that's a thing, right? Yes. Donald Trump gets elected president, and his hair actually doesn't look as stupid anymore. And he still looks exactly the same. Isn't that crazy? Like, he Isn't hasn't aged. Do you uh- think? I don't think he has. I, it, it's funny you should bring it up, but that I think he, like, legit, he looks the same today that he did in 2015. He and looks- his hair doesn't look as crazy. <laughs> his hair actually looks better. Uh, maybe you're just getting used to it. Maybe it's, uh, maybe, maybe you've got, you got Stockholm Syndrome with the hair. But, like, he doesn't look tired. He doesn't look worn out. No. He just, like... And maybe I, I, it could be that could be the big uh, the big change is like, I mean, you go don't... from being Barack Obama to a kind of, you know, who, he was like a senator who voted present most of the time. Yeah, you're George Illinois. Bush. You were running God knows what. And then then all of a sudden you're president. Texas. You have to work for a living. You got to work. I mean, he for ran a Texas. That's true. That's not That's a true. small thing. 
No, Texas is a very big thing. Texas is a very big thing. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, like, it, all, every president that happened to. I mean, even Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was older when he took office, but he still obviously aged while doing the job. And, yeah. like, this, well, dude, I tell this dude, like, I don't know. I think we could have a nuclear holocaust, and it would be the ants and Trump. <laughs> the ants and Trump and... Uh, like, I think and he's kind Keith of impervious. Keith Richards. And Keith Richards, I, yeah. Yeah, I saw he's, the... Oh, uh, this is way off. This is way off the track. But like, I we'll watched bring the it video. Back. We the always other day. do. <laughs> I watched this video the other day, like uh, you know, not having cable and internet for the longest time. I was doing some deep dives into some YouTube action, and now yeah. uh, they're suggesting. I, I watched this video, of, like why Keith Richards. I think that's the name of the video. Why Keith Richards kicks ass, and just. Some of the some of the licks that dude came up with, and this kid was just playing him, and he was showing you know you the viewer how to play him, and I'm like I gotta start playing the guitar again. I gotta start. Keith Richards is the best. People love to make, and I, I know I've said this before. People love to make jokes about the Stones and they're old and all this stuff, and they should hang it up. They are. They're they're still crushing it though. They're still yeah. crushing it. Well, it's that, it's that rhythm and blues background. You know, like nobody was telling B.B. King to hang it up. B.B. King was out there in his 80s, you know, uh, doing his thing. The thrill is gone. Nobody was like, shut up, B.B., you're old. Like, so stop it with the stones. Okay, we're back. We're Trump back. looks the same. Trump looks the same. It's awesome. But don't you, it, I just, I think that's weird, and I think it says something about him, but I'm not sure what it is yet. I think it says everything about his work ethic. I think this is, he's, I don't think that the, the presidency hasn't changed him because he's the same dude. Like he, like there's no, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been dealing with the, the stress and the, you know, juggling the empire and, you know, keeping yeah, I think the, he, uh, I think it's off on the, on the arguments. I really do. Well, well like, I think, I think he, he enjoys them. He likes to have somebody to hit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But, but I think that's I think that's the New Yorker in him. I think he's got that little chip on his shoulder and he's learned, you know, over the years, you never hit first, you never hit first, but you hit second that and you really and you hit really hard. He's doing great. That's I, I think from the, you know, doing the TV show and the real estate empire and buying buildings and running everything. I think the presidency is just like yes, it's 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 another gig, it's another gig, and it just amazes me. It just amazes me, and I'm not even kidding how well it's going, how well it's going. And I sit and I think sometimes of like like legitimately, legitimately, what if the Democrats were helping a little bit, just a little oh my bit? God, it would be great. It, it it would be it would be awesome. I did this video the other day. Uh, actually, last night, just put it on YouTube. Uh, are Democrats socialists? Because there's a couple new studies that have come out, and it's really, uh, it's really getting uh, quite disconcerting. I'm, I'm really? starting to worry about it. the numbers are crazy. Like, uh, seventy-seven percent of Democrats said America would be better off with more socialism. Okay, we'd be. Do you, do you know why they say that? If you ask them detailed questions, 
Well, there's a lot of reasons that, I, and some of which I went into my into my little comedic video. But let's hear yeah. let's hear your two cents. They think that the Nordic countries are socialist. They're not. That that is exactly what I was talking about. That yep. is exactly I mean, it, what I was talking about. It's like the Danish prime minister did a speech and said, "We're not socialists. We have a freer market economy than you do. We just have a large welfare state, and we tax everybody." Check this out. Here's one of the little nuggets of wisdom uh, you get when you subscribe to the Loftus Party YouTube channel. So I'm doing some research for this video last night, mm-hmm. and I guess in the in the in the 70s and the 80s, uh, Sweden was a lot more like socialist. They, they were they were at the point you know where the almost where the government takes over the means of production. Right. But anyway, it was a huge you know socialist state. They ran out of money. They ran out of money. And they realized it really quick. And being smart little Swedes, they did a course correction. They like privatized their version of social security. Mm-hmm. And they went ballistic with deregulations. They went school choice, school vouchers, all kinds of stuff. And the tax system, if you make, if you make less than like $37,000 a year, you can be taxed as much as 60%. Yeah. It's just that's that's the wealth transfers there are huge, you know, and the other thing that people tend to forget about America and things like Medicare for all looking at these expansive social programs that they have in some of these European countries, we pay for their military. Yeah, that's why they freak out when Trump starts talking about, you know, why do we have troops in Germany? The war was over. The war was over like seventy years ago. Why do we have troops in Germany? That's why they yeah. freak out because if they actually had to maintain their own defense, they would all go bankrupt. The only oh. reason they could build those programs is because we defend them. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it's just uh, it's shocking to me that like and and the, the people on the left they have to know this like the like the the smart people who work uh in the media the smart people who like, like i can't i i honestly i can't believe that bernie sanders is still out there pimping socialism i i honestly can't like how can you be that wrong and still just bravely soldier on we're going to stick it to these rich people. We're going to like they're going after Bill Gates now. They're going after it's Bill the Gates. The wrong dude to go after. Hey, uh, he can screw you right up. Right? Yeah. And B, he's given more money to charity than anybody. And just on from the basic mathematical. Okay, so you take all his money. Okay, so now he doesn't have any money left to keep the empire going. He's not making these contributions, and you can't steal from him anymore. It's just you know it's over. It's it's over. It's ridiculous. It's it, it's like the Margaret Thatcher thing. The problem with you know socialism is you run out of other people's money, and like how can you still be selling that? How could I, I honestly don't get it? Like Elizabeth Warren and and AOC and all these other just total tools who are just out there. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make these people, you know, and then, and they love to bring up the Great Depression. That's that's the other thing that just drives me crazy. You know, once upon a time, the rich uh, were taxed up to ninety percent. Yeah, nobody during paid the Great it. Depression, you morons. Nobody <laughs> paid it. They moved all their money offshore. 
It is. Uh... Like if you go back and look, but here's the thing that really kind of scares me. Okay. It's like there's some segment of the population that doesn't understand the difference between income and wealth. Yes. So a lot of what Bill Gates has is tied up in assets that aren't liquid, right? So they can't True. easily be converted to cash. True that. So they're going to take his, say he's worth $100 billion. I don't know what he's worth, okay? $100 billion, let's just say. They're going to tax close. that same $100 billion in assets over and over and over again. It's the same money. He doesn't make that every year. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it's, I, I, it's I just, my mind is like blown. And then here's something that affects everyone. Like Gen X, did, you, did somebody drop you on your head? She's talking, Elizabeth Warren is talking about realized capital gains taxes. So if you have a 401k and you make money in it that year, you're going to be taxed on the capital gains in that 401k in the current year, and then you'll be taxed again as income when you take it out. That's madness. That's the kind Hello? of thing that is, it's just criminal. That's just criminal. These are the kind of things that really get under my skin. They really do. It's like the, the inheritance tax. I will every bit of it out the day before she's inaugurated and stick it in my mattress. <laughs> I sw- uh, just so she can't have it. I worked for uh, that money. I would like to retire. And, I would like to take care of my own parents and my own children and my own grandchildren. I don't want to take care it. of these millennials. I didn't birth them. I just hate it when they come after people twice. I just ha- I, I just hate no. the double jeopardy of it all. I know. It's like you're already so crooked. Now you're gonna you're gonna get me twice, and like I'm get I'm gonna get crushed. I'm gonna get absolutely crushed. I know. Like working you work in working New York, in New York, in California. It's just I don't even. It's depressing, Ka-boom. man. Boom. It's depressing, dude. Grab, over fifty percent of loop. Californians want to leave in a and recent poll, and they should. But, but they have to sign. But- they oh, have like, to sign. They have to sign a legal document that says they they will only vote Republican if they leave. Because you've learned your damn lesson. They don't. I don't think people. I do. know. I don't. I don't think they do. It's <laughs> like anybody thinking they'd like to vote for Elizabeth Warren. Please look at California. That's what you get. That's that, what that you is, get. That is. And they're only get. paying thirteen percent state tax. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's like, look at Baltimore, that's what you get. Look at Detroit, that's what you get. Look at San Francisco, that's what you get. Look California's at Austin. Look at Austin, Texas. It's the only place in Texas that looks like that. Why? Because it's blue. I don't think the governor, I, but I think the governor stepped in. The governor. Uh, the, governor the governor did what he could do because the state highway system belongs to the state. So if you were a homeless yeah. person with an encampment under a state freeway, he came and cleared you out and got you into treatment. Yeah, that was uh, I, that was they had that one on the news the other yep. day. They were just, they were just clearing house. They were just mm-hmm. clearing. And I, my heart, I'm serious, you guys. My heart breaks for these homeless people. 
you've got you, you know you've got a lot of veterans out there that need that they just need help they they got to just you know they need help and re acclimating and all that stuff you've got people oh mental illness and then you've got your people with substance abuse and then you've got that one little sliver of society that just wants to be homeless and be on their own like that you're always going to have that segment of society used to call them hobos yes and before that they used to call them like wise men and hermits Like, seriously, I think oh, we should no. get back to that. Like, whatever. Oh, I should write this down. I'm going to go to Governor's tonight and, and do a and do a set. Like, whatever happened to, you know, like the, the wise man that lived in the hills. You'd always yeah. have that. Like, even back in the Bible days, there's, like, mm-hmm. people who just checked out of society. They're like, no, man, Jerusalem is too busy. I'm just going to go live in the wilderness. And then people would go, and they'd find him, and they'd ask him questions, and he'd have some deep, insightful shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> like. We need that again, where you can yeah. make a pilgrimage to visit a homeless dude, and he can help you figure out some spiritual stuff. Well, a big story in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution a couple days ago. All New York City's homeless are headed to Atlanta. Oh, are I'm they so bussing them? Are they bussing them? No, they're just making their way here, apparently. What, it's just getting bussed there? It's warmer here. I saw a special uh, many, many moons ago about the homeless people in Manhattan and how they deal with it. And it's really uh, people are ingenious. People are just absolutely ingenious. But, uh, you know, sleeping in the subway stations, sleeping over the sleeping over the vent mm-hmm. uh, uh, from a subway station. Door uh, stop, like, door stuff. like covered door doorways. But if you're if you're homeless, if you if, well, I don't know if if. Let's say you're mental. Let's say you just you've gone over the edge and you're mental. I would totally make my way to Florida. That's where I'd want to be. I'd want to be by. I'd want to be in Florida. I'd want to be in San Diego. Uh, I See, wouldn't want to be New York. I'd want to be unique. I'd want to be by the water where it's warm, but I'd probably go to the Gulf Coast because then I'd be like the only one there. Right? You'd be like in like Corpus Christi. I'd be like that right shaman person. <laughs> right? right i mean if you're like yeah. if you're if you're one of thousands you become a problem if you're the only one you're like the town thing there is a a buddy of mine mm-hmm. oh my gosh I, I hate it when i hate it when i do the preamble to the story there's a buddy of mine and then i can't remember the guy's name because then oh, it's wow. like he's not really buddy your buddy was... <laughs> he's a comedian and he's a writer and he had this his hunk, his bit was like he was like the 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 deputy sheriff in this small town, I think in like Vermont or New Hampshire or something. Uh, and his his dad was the like the town Otis was the town homeless guy was the town drunk. And he would always have to go out and like arrest his dad and bring him in. It was very, very dark, but it was also very, very funny. And I'm like, how is that not a TV show? How is that not a TV show? Justin. Justin. Can't re- oh, so he is kind of a friend. I remembered his first name. Uh, if you're a listener and you know this guy, <laughs> if you're a listener and you know who I'm talking about, leave a message at theloftestparty.com. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. It's going to drive me crazy. But I, yeah, I would. It'll be like two in the morning, and like I'm gonna go. That's his name. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I. I don't know. I think I know I'd want to go someplace warm. 
but like the the level of fear that you have to deal with on I saw they they had a report this was a couple of weeks ago uh in Manhattan some homeless guy some crazy homeless guy went by a construction site got a piece of pipe and then just started killing other homeless people he killed like three people uh he just bashed them just like bashed their brains in uh and then they finally caught him as he was trying to kill the fourth one and that's the kind of thing that's just absolutely terrifying absolutely terrifying i would not want to be homeless i don't ever i'm not uh, there's nothing there's no there's no appeal for that it is like back in the day back in the day like the early 1800s you could just go uh pull a jeremiah johnson you know you could just like head out into the woods and there's everything you got food there's lumber you can make a little house you you know you got a gun you're relatively safe and you just got to worry about indians and other people trespassing and all that other stuff now there's nowhere to go there's there's nowhere to go i don't even know well, there's plenty it, plenty of places to go around here where you could go in the woods and build yourself a little shack it's called squatting that yeah but all like, the times in rural upstate new york people find an old thing they like an old an old building um that's and been abandoned, and they reinforce it, and they bring their stuff in there, and yeah, they live there. It's called squatting. Wow. You know yeah. what? In India, in India, you're allowed to do it. You can just take over. Like, possession is beyond nine-tenths of I guess possession really? is all. Yeah, possession is all. When I was writing on this show, outsourced, and we had a bunch of, like, pan-Asian, I'll use the politically correct term, pan-Asian uh, writers on that show that they still had family in India. When you go on vacation in India, you pay someone or you have a relative stay in your house to protect your house. Because if you're gone, someone can just break in and just say, I live here now and it's theirs and you can't get rid of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. India's crazy. India's crazy. Well, I mean, it's got too many people. Well, that's and that's why I always used to think that like uh, cows were sacred, that it was like a religious thing. But no, that was a that was a decision that the government made back in the day. Like, hey, the milk, we need the milk from these cows. It's you don't kill cows because <laughs> they need the free milk. <laughs> Too many people to feed, uh, which segues right into global warming. Thank you so God. much. But it's like I. For the people who do believe in in, in global warming, uh, and God bless you, and I hope you're not too worried because we only have, what, 10 years left. But, like, don't be mad at uh, – you, you try to make this point, and I did a video on this. Like, don't be mad at us. Like, America, we're doing great. And everybody's like, we should be leaders. We should be – we are. We are. We're total. We're, we're, do, we're doing great. Like, seriously, don't – don't march on my building. Don't stop me from going to work. You need to go to China and stop mm -hmm. them from going to work. You need to go to India and get those people going to work. Like and the and like the plastics in the in the in the oceans. That's all coming from like nine rivers, none of which are in America. None of which. Okay, and these people all want to carry their iPhones and their their cool technology equipment and. They love their, their hybrid Priuses, right? Yes, they do. Those rare metals, getting them out of the earth is one of the most damaging things you things you can do. Oh, so it's horrible. Put, put, put down your phone. 
stop using your computer. Seriously, guys, like, like nothing they say makes any sense to me. And if you're serious about reducing CO2, which nobody, nobody has a causal link between that and temperature. No one. Yeah. You just say it. Okay. If, 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 if that's really your goal, um, nuclear energy, let's be France. That's, I don't know what else you're going to do unless you make some huge breakthrough in, in solar panels and, and, and batteries that you don't need lithium and all that good stuff. It's like that's... they believe if you make the law, somebody will make what you need. No, mm-hmm. that's not how this works. It's uh, it's I, I don't know how to explain it to them. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how do you do this in a comedic fashion? Because you can just see them like there's the, <laughs> there's people I know. And you can just watch their little hearts break when you tell them, like, hey, those wind turbines, uh, those blades only last about 10 years. And then you have to tear them down uh, and replace the br- blades. And it's fiberglass. And there's no place to, like, you can't recycle them and you can't bury them and no landfills will take them. You're screwed. And then the energy. Just stack them. The energy that it takes to make a windmill, you never get that energy back out. Like right. it's, it, you're screwed from, I don't mean to, I guess it's just, and then they kill birds. That I, I hate the windmills. I hate the windmills. And like when I drive across the country, which I've been doing a, a lot in the past few years, and you see them and they're not turning, it, that's that's the one that's like, just like, like peeing in somebody's uh, cereal. You're just like, it's not even on. They don't even have it on. You've built this huge monstrosity, and it's not even doing anything. It's insanity. And I sit there, and I see these articles and tweets, and I'm like, hey, guys, the 70s wants their crisis back. Now we're talking about global cooling. Well, thank God we didn't put those sun reflectors out in space like some of you nuts want to do. Um, Seriously. Yeah. Now we're going to go through global cooling, and we need to control our population. Ehrlich wrote the population bomb in like 1970, and none of it came true. None of it. Yeah, that was the that was the that was the famous uh, movie Soylent Green. Yeah, but none of it came true. None of it. No, no. And uh, not only that, the populations of native native citizens in the U.S. and every European country are declining. They're not even at replacement level. Well, that's where you get that. That's the great joke of it all. You know, if you're if you're literally the Joker from Batman or or the comedian from the Watchmen, the great the great cosmic joke of it all is they convinced everybody back in the 70s. There's too many people. There's too many people. Then everybody stopped banging. Everybody stopped having kids. And now they're like, holy crap. We don't have enough people here. We need to get all these migrants and all these immigrants in here who have a totally different belief system, a total different culture, and no, they have no plans to assimilate. None. And it's it's an invasion. It's a revolution without firing a shot. It's yep. a revolution without firing a shot. And I did man, my job. I did. We had four. Four is a good number. Four is a good number. Yeah. I went. I went for two. I went for two. I started. That was my too original late. intention, and things went awry. Well, uh, oh, really? Your original magic number was two. Yep. 
Oh man, I always wanted a uh, a ginormous family. I always, uh, being the youngest oh, been... of five, I wanted I wanted a big five. My wife looked at me like I was crazy. No, no, no. I, 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 I literally I've hadn't said... done the math. I hadn't done the math. Wait, so you'll be pregnant for nine? It, 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 that never occurred to me. Yeah, no, I um, if I had been independently wealthy, I would have had ten. Wow. Yeah, no, I loved wow. kids. I loved being a mom. I loved doing the cookie baking, the whole nine years. I mean, all of it. What about the recovery, though? Isn't that... Aren't you... I was yeah. always... like I was... I never had a bad pregnancy. I never... Yeah. yeah. No. No. Kid came out, went back to work, went back to school, went, went back to doing whatever I was doing. Wow. You're like yeah. a... You're like a Native American from the olden days, just you just march off to the woods and have a baby it's and just, come back and start skinning. Just a bear. thing. It's just a thing. I guess. I guess so. I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, my youngest. I, I used to after I had him. I used to take him to my uh, my office hours as a grad student. Wow. Yeah, we imbued him with like knowledge from the time he was like born. I'm just thinking, like, if I ever took like a giant. Uh, dump and that it was like like uh, the size of a human it's not being. even close to the same thing but it seems like it hurts it seems like it hurts. it's not comfortable but like women are no. built to do it okay but i'm just saying if i if <laughs> if i went through that once i don't know if you could talk me into a second one i don't know <laughs> but the brain is like an amazing thing Think it about, must. like, think about any kind of traumatic experience. After a period of time, most people, and if you can't, you get things like PTSD, most people will recall an event and the specifics of the event, but they can't really recall the terror or the the frighten or what the pain actually felt like. Like, your brain <laughs> takes care of that kind of stuff. Or you're right, nobody would ever have a second one. But are you exactly? I, that's because yeah. I think I, I'd be like on that table for the second one, going, "How did this happen?" <laughs> I, I made a solemn oath to myself, and then after the second one, I would just be so just bummed out that I, I'd probably get something tattooed on my arm, like "Keep that dick away from me." <laughs> no, I mean like literally, and plus, you know, you, your body floods with all kinds of hormones that affect the way you think anyway, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, your brain, your brain is an amazing tool. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it up to that because I yeah. will tell you this, like straight up hardcore truth. Before I had kids, uh, and other people's babies, and you know, family members of mine would have, and you'd that baby smell was gross. It was just oh, gross. I love baby smell. Oh, I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. Then, when I had kids, I loved baby smell. It was like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, and I'd be on the road doing stand-up. I liked looking at, like, everything. I, it's the weirdest thing. And you don't even know what's happening. It's like one day you hate Brussels sprouts. And then you wake up and you're like, man, Brussels sprouts are my favorite. And you never, you like, you never question it when you're in it. But like, mmm, baby smell. And I always just to freak out if people are like, ooh, I just want to, I just want to bite. You know, like, like something about baby. I just want to eat you up. Right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That, that seemed like the ramblings of a crazy person. No, until, no, no. Until you have your own kids. And no, then my I'd be going through the... I'd be going through the airport looking at other people's babies like, that's a cute baby. I want to bite your baby. (laughs) It's adorable. Now, my girlfriend recently in the last year had a baby that was born at 10 pounds, 2 ounces. Oh, my God. That kid had rolls on roll and a full head of freaking hair. That kid came out looking like a toddler. She's a beautiful baby, but she came out with rolls on her thighs and on her arms, and I'm like, Oh my god, I love her! Kid came out holding a remote control and a set of Legos. I know, she came out, she, like, in the nursery compared to the rest of the babies. She looked like a toddler. But she's so cute, and it was, she's got these huge cheeks and, like, no neck, and I'm just like, oh my god, I love her! Anyway. Did mom have a C-section? I... Okay, yeah, that's what I. That's see, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get like too like lowbrow with it, but like yeah. seriously, man. Like you go to the pediatrician or you go to your whatever your guy, whoever, whatever doctor you go to, and they're doing the yeah. ultrasound, and they go, "This baby's gonna be ten pounds." I'd be like, "Well, it's not coming out the vajayjay. We, <laughs> we are not gonna ruin the this front is door over there. Not this. gonna happen. <laughs> We're gonna open up a side window." <laughs> And you will extra. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. God bless you, ladies, for for doing what you do. For doing what you do. Babies babies are the best. Oh, yes. They're they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Okay, we're going to do a little bit of Hollywood talk here. A little bit of Hollywood talk. Uh Uh, Yeah, Jeff Goldblum got into big trouble. Uh, Here's the here's the things that are coming up on my radar. Uh, the Disney Plus streaming service that launches in a couple of days, and I'm I'm stoked, and I'm going to be watching the the Mandalorian and the Star Wars stuff, and I'm completely jazzed about that. One of the other shows that uh, Disney Plus has is like uh, the Jeff Goldblum Experience or the World According to Jeff Goldblum, something like that. And I think Jeff Goldblum is relatively interesting and entertaining, but I don't think I don't think you give him his own show. There, I said it. So he was out doing press for this thing. Uh, and someone, some reporter, decided to trap him by asking him if he would ever work with uh, Woody Allen again. And shame on me for not knowing Jeff Goldblum's filmography, but I don't even know how many Woody Allen movies he did. It's not like he's Woody Allen's golden boy. Right. And Jeff Goldblum had the audacity because uh, they're like, they're like, so uh, Woody Allen's a rapist. They're saying Woody Allen's a rapist, and Jeff Goldblum says, "Well, I think, I think in America we have a uh, a presumption of innocence uh, before finding somebody How guilty." How dare he? How dare he? And it's like cancel culture. Cancel. This this happened last week, uh, and everyone is like uh, saying that they want Disney to cancel Goldblum's show, and that's just. That is a step too far, ladies and gentlemen. That is yeah, a step too far. You can say a man has been accused of something, but until he's convicted, he's not an uh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeffrey, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein actually was convicted of having sex with underage girls. Yes, and then and okay. then he gets out. He gets out of the joint, and there's a big, big party, and all the movers and shakers. But are we there. we can we can say that about him because he was actually convicted. Yeah. Unless somebody's convicted, like, Harvey Weinstein is an alleged serial rapist. Until he's convicted, 
you can't yeah. say he is anything. Yeah, I uh, uh the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. That's uh that's uh I don't know. I don't I, that we don't have enough time left in the show uh, to 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 get into that. But I saw that like he was in New York recently, or maybe it was L.A. or something, and he was at some crazy little like open mic night, or maybe it was like a showcase night for young starlets. I don't know. Right. But, like, there was, yeah, but there was this girl on stage, and she had a microphone. It looked like an open mic night, and she's like, "There's a rapist here. It's making me uncomfortable. There's a rapist here," and I'm like, "Holy crap!" And I guess it was uh, Harvey Weinstein, and everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, that girl is brave," and it just ugh, just seemed insane. Oh, and everybody, everybody freaking out over Louis C.K. again. What did he did he do something recently? Oh, he has the audacity to go out and do shows. Oh yeah. Well like, like Louis C.K., what he did was gross and kind of weird. Yeah. But he didn't actually touch anybody. That and most is... of the people it happened to said it was kind of gross and kind of weird, and I hung up the phone or we left and we laughed. I mean, like there was no trauma. And he told everybody, I didn't realize this. Every single one of those people, he's like, I'm about to do this. Or yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do Do you mind if this. I do this? He would ask. So if you're a comedian, you're a young lady and you're a comedian, and Louis, you know, and, and Louis C.K. is like, hey, I'm going to be up in my room. If you want to talk about stuff, okay, I go up. And then Louis C.K. comes out of the bedroom and he goes, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to uh, whip it out and pleasure myself. And then you probably laugh. Oh, that Louis C.K., that's hilarious. Then he starts doing it. And you're like, wow, he's really committed to this <laughs> joke. And then you realize, oh, snap. Oh, this snap. is legit. That's yeah. when you get up and leave. That's when you get up and leave. <laughs> and like, if you're literally that offended, fine. Don't go see his show. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I realized somebody, I was talking about that with a uh, uh, a comic in New York uh, recently, and he's like, every single one of those women got the heads up. Every single one of them mm -hmm. got a heads up. That changes everything. Louis will be back. Louis, he'll no, he, be. I guess he's already been doing some some stuff, and everybody's like, I can't believe he has the audacity. And I'm like, don't go. Well, it was like it was a couple years ago that he started doing. Uh, he was at. Uh, Oh, not stand up New York. It was the the comedy cellar. And mm -hmm. my only beef with that, my only problem with that is uh, when it's that recent after the whole hullabaloo, just put his name outside. You know, Louis C.K. is going to be on stage. That way people can, if you're that offended, you know, you can just opt not to go in. I just right. thought it was kind of like bogus to say, hey, we have a we have a special guest coming to the stage. Please welcome, you know, Louis C.K. It just seemed a little soon. It seemed a little soon for that. But he won't have the career that he used to have, but he'll he'll make a good living on the road. I mean, who knows? Somebody might, uh, you know, put him in a movie. Somebody my, might. Uh, my uh, favorite thing with a comedian this week that has that's not you, Mike. That's not I was you. about to say. Uh, you do something that just amazes me every week. So. Yeah. Um. She yeah. said, covering her ass. Yeah. No. Well, no. Was Dave Chappelle's whole answer to that thing? Where they're like, do you think like you went too far? No, not really. I said what I had to say. It's what I always do. So I guess, you know, yada, 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 whatever I'm supposed to say here, and walked away. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. I'm like, that was perfect.
perfect. Yeah, Chappelle knows what's up. Chappelle knows what's up. Bill Burr knows what's up. Uh, and then you have a bunch of other people Ricky who are just. Gervais now knows what's up. Yeah, and then you have a bunch of people who are just you know cowards. And here's the la- here's the last thing that I want. Like the last thing I want is a bunch of like Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, Bobby. wannabes running around. Yeah. <clears throat> it, there's nothing worse. There's well, there are, but the, it's one of my huge pet peeves. You have some young stand-up comic, and they do some joke. That's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, something about rape or something about, and then the audience doesn't laugh because the joke isn't funny, and they go, oh, I guess you, you guys are too PC. No, dude, it has nothing to do with political correctness and everything to do with we're not going to laugh at your unfunny ass telling lame jokes. Right. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. But I mean, and I think I think there's going to be a on flood forever, of them coming. Right? Oh, I mean, well, we had really popular comics like, you know, Carlin or, you know, it was whoever. Bill they Hicks. Would it was Bill, Bill Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, oh, when, okay. I, when I was coming up, eh, like, almost everyone I knew was, like, doing their version of Bill Hicks. And, oh, I'm brave. And if you read, if you read, you think I'm funny. If you don't read, you're going to have a long night. It's like, no, dude, this has, this has nothing to do with the books people are or are not reading and everything to do with you not being funny and just oh you threw out you threw out a grapes of wrath reference we've all read that book shut up you're not funny i was so glad when that finally ended and i can just sense it's it's coming it's coming there's a whole new wave of them coming well they won't last long i hope so i hope so it's always you've got to find your own shtick you know, you got to find your own voice as a comedian. You got to find what gets you. And hey, maybe it is. Maybe you are the next, uh, you know, George Carlin or the next Bill Hicks. I guess give it a try. I'm not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I just hate it when you, you're not funny and you blame it on something else. Nope, it's all on you. That's the great thing about, you know, stand up. You don't have a director, you don't have an editor. It's just you and what you want to say and how you want to say it. Oh, I'm fired up now. I'm fired up. I'm so glad I'm doing stand-up tonight. Yeah? I'm gonna be, yeah. I'm going to go out to uh, Governor's Comedy Club out here on Long Island. They welcomed me back with open arms. Uh, oh, good. Earlier on this week. It was great. It was great going back. The club, that club is awesome. The dude who runs it loves comedy. He's never even going to tell you. There's like zero censorship. He, this is one of the places where uh, where Louie staged his comeback. Was, yeah. was yeah, Govs out on Long Island, the Levittown Governors. So that'll be good. I have to figure out a set. I think I'm going to do the hermit thing. I'm going to do the whatever happened to the the wise holy man who lived out. It, the, like we got to bring that back. I think I think there's something very funny there. I think there's something very mm-hmm. funny there. Okay, so a little bit of a, a box office report as we were getting into the Je- the Jeff Goldblum thing. I think this is hilarious. Did you see how much money the Joker made? Nope. Uh, I think it just crossed the one billion dollar mark. The oh. one billion dollar. The one Here's... none of us were supposed to go see because it was about an incel. Yeah, and then okay. the one that and that that it was gonna there was gonna be huge waves of violence, and it was only appealing. The only appeal was to angry young white men. Well, the Joker, I think that movie cost like sixty five million bucks. 
the first it's it's too funny now the numbers actually gone up after i saw the joker i went to box office mojo and i checked and they were saying it was 55 million but now that it's crossing the profit into into the billions of dollars they're going oh no that that was like 65 million dollars to make either way it's just uh it's it's great and i couldn't be happier it's like the the most successful r-rated movie of all time it's a great piece of filmmaking if you haven't seen it you need to go see it and uh um, and it just shows that america is tired of of the captain marvels of it all and the 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 star wars Mary Jane, there's, all, there's actually a term for it now, Mary Jane. It's these, these you know, fe- strong female characters who can overcome anything and they don't even break a sweat. Terminator, the latest Terminator movie. Which, is, which Which, from the ads, it looks like girl power, you know, mm-hmm. times infinity. They brought everybody back. They brought Linda Hamilton back. They brought Schwarzenegger back. They got a new girl in there. Girl power, girl power. They are going to lose their shirts on that. It is tanking big time. And and here's what I love. But I mean, that was a great franchise because it was a good story. Mm. You can't just plug a story into that franchise and make it work. Well, that's what they did for years and years. It's oh, like with what what they did with the Terminator and what they did with Predator is what they're doing to Star Wars right now. You just muddy the waters with like crappy movies, and then people go, "Wait, yeah, Terminator started strong, started really strong, and then it, it got." The second really... one was good. Oh, the second one was great. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed the second one, and then. Uh... I don't even know what the third one was about. And then it gets all goofy with time travel and too many people are coming back in time. And, oh, this Terminator's that. And now we're going to go back and Christian Bale's there playing. I don't even I couldn't follow it. I, I lost I lost interest. I lost interest in the old Terminator. But I'm glad that Midway's beating it. Midway. Uh, which, like, I love that story. I saw the original Midway in the movie theaters when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, and I just thought that was, it's just, I just love that story. And I'm glad that, like, Roland Emmerich and, and the gang made a, an updated version of that with CGI and the whole nine yards. And that one, it was supposed to do, like, garbage at the box office, and it's crushing. It's crushing. And I just, they're going to keep, I just love that these, like, these social justice woke movies just keep getting the smackdown. They keep getting the smackdown. Uh, and we'll see how long it takes Hollywood to wake up. It'll be funny to see. I mean, I just don't understand why you had to screw with the Terminator like that. Linda Hamilton was always a lead character in that franchise, and she's always been a tough girl. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody. Why did you have to do it with that one? I just don't get it. Nobody complains. Yeah, that's another great example of like, well, you just don't like strong female characters. Like, no, I really no, liked her character. Nobody complained in Terminator 2. Nobody complained. Nobody complained about Ridley in Alien or Alien. No. Or, <clears throat> no one has a problem with strong female characters. Nobody complained about Princess Leia. Well, I complained about her when she started flying around the well, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about in the original three movies. Oh, yeah. They don't wear underwear in outer space. That's the famous quote. Why can't I wear a bra and uh, underwear? They don't wear underwear in outer space. That was just George Lucas shutting her down. I've heard rumors 
I've heard some rumors, and we'll, we'll close it up on this, about Star Wars that, uh, and I haven't read the articles because I'm afraid of spoilers, but like Star Wars, this this movie is such a disaster uh, that they were doing some reshoots as late uh, as like like two weeks ago, and that they brought George Lucas back in to help out on the edit. I hear it's an absolute mess. It's an I'll absolute wait for mess. Blu-ray on this one, I guess. <clears throat> I'll see it in the movie theater. I'll I'll, I'll definitely go. I see like. It in the movie. I just don't want to reward them for screwing the whole thing up. I know. I and I'm in the same boat. I just I just need to be able to to speak to it and all that stuff. But like, there's a there's a YouTuber that I really like, and I'll put his I'll put his content up on uh, the Loftus Party from time to time. But this guy made a great point: is that the, the the first Star Wars trilogy, you know, Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, the the climax of that whole movie is Darth Vader has to choose between his master, the Emperor, who's pure evil, and saving his son. And so in one final act of redemption, the the crowning moment in that, it's not blowing up the Death Star, it's it's, there's good in Darth Vader. There's There's an act of redemption, and he kills the Emperor. And so by J.J. Abrams, in a very cheap way, in a very cheap way, bringing the Emperor back, well, that totally undercuts the entire trilogy. Now that act of redemption that Darth Vader did is meaningless and hollow, and it means nothing. And is there any real... Re- it's just... It's jacked up on a on a philosophical level. But that's the, that's the brand of Star Wars geek I am. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. A wonderful show. Here's what's going on. Uh, we got we got the Freedom to Laugh comedy tour. We're hitting Chicago. We're hitting the Chicago land on November 24th. We're going to be at the Schomburg Improv, uh, and we're going to be joined with by some of our friends from the Fox Nation, and we're going to be filming a little something something for that wonderful streaming service. I'm going to announce probably next week. Uh, who's going to be there and what the magical lineup's going to be. So you got that to look forward to. You got to always check back at theloftestparty.com. You got to always uh, check at the Loftest Party YouTube channel. And to our Patreons, I am finally settled in. I am finally settled in. And the, uh, the old uh, complimentary t-shirt factory is going to get fired up. Hopefully, hopefully I can get it to your house before Christmas. I can be your little office party, flying, fire-breathing dragon Santa Claus. And then, and then you were also on a podcast with Mrs. Sam Sorbo. That's right, the Sam Sorbo show. Doing that, uh, and I'm gonna be start. I'm gonna start maybe doing little uh, videos over to like a little streaming thing uh, over at the the Cloud Hub. You can stream the videos now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. There's a lot going on. All of it good. Okay, you guys are wonderful. Have a great week. We got videos on Tuesday. We got videos on Saturday. The podcast. This is Monday. Hope you're. I got a case of Mondays. Have a good one, you guys. Yeah.